Hello, New Jersey and Washington Capitals fans. It is Julia Kender from Locked on Devils. And I'm Nicole Giordano, host of Locked on Caps. And we're here with another crossover episode. Um, Man, it feels like it's only been a week, but it feels like it's been like a whole month. <laughs> I totally feel the same way. I was thinking about that to, or yesterday. I was talking about it on my show about how we were doing another crossover. And in my head, I was like wow it's been a long time and I was like no Julia it was last week (laughs) there's like no concept of time for me anymore I feel like it's just like a giant black hole of of nothingness that sounded so depressing but (laughs) there's just no concept of like actual time anymore oh god the struggle is very very real (laughs) I've been like barely sleeping also like my mental health has been so all over the place and so my sleep's been all over the place so I wake up late or I wake up really early and it just depends. And then my day just, I don't know what time is anymore. Like it's, it's almost six o'clock here and it doesn't, it feels like it's not six o'clock. Like it doesn't feel like it's six o'clock. No, Sam. It's just like, it's been very weird. I'm the same way. So I usually sleep very well. Um, that's like my mental health is always trash, but Thankfully, my sleep sleep schedule is usually normal because I like run myself to the ground busy. Um, But now, obviously, I'm not busy because we can't leave our houses. So I have like I fall asleep okay, but then I wake up at like 3 a.m. and I'm up for like three hours. Um, Yeah. And my mind is just like, you know, going like all the worst possible middle of the night scenarios, which like love to see it. So um, I love that. Well, like sometimes I wake up early, or sometimes yeah, same thing. I'll wake up like super late and I'm like I don't even know like I need to get myself onto a schedule I keep telling myself that and like I'm gonna go to bed like by midnight and wake up by nine um but we haven't gotten to that point yet I'm just currently trying to like survive not thrive so (laughs) next week um I start classes again so I'm gonna have to get on a good schedule (laughs) which is kind of good though like in a way it'll totally Uh, it'll be so much more helpful for me yeah for sure um, Only some of my classes are actually meeting too. Like some of them are like you're on your own, and other ones are like we'll meet at a regular time for the same amount of time. And it's like I'm so discombobulated. It's so hard, and like it's so difficult to know. Like I feel so bad for the professors and teachers because it's feel like it's very hard. We talked about this last week a little bit, like with you being the chapter head and like myself running pucker up. Um, it's really hard to know, like you know, you want to hold people accountable, but you also want to be compassionate. So I feel like as a professor, that must be so hard. Like, you know, you want people to learn you want people obviously in college, like they're paying to be educated, but you also don't want to be like a hard ass and, um, you know, not be understanding of people's feelings and emotions. So I can't imagine. And it's also very difficult to teach and to learn online when you're not used to it. So uh, I just give all of you guys kudos there. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I'm like nervous about it, but I'm excited to have something in my day now. Yeah, I feel like it's really important to have like some sense of, of normalcy, um, especially for mental health. I think that's always been something that is really important for me to kind of have a little bit of a schedule um, and just to be a little bit productive, but just can be so hard and you're struggling. But it really is good for at least for myself for my mental health. I remember, so this is kind of going off of this, but this reminded me of this. So I remember I came back to Philly from Chicago and I'm so used to games starting at six o'clock in Chicago. 
yeah. so when I come back here and they were starting at seven, I was like, what am I going to do with this extra hour of my life? And that, that just <laughs> it reminded me of that for some reason. I literally, I, so I lived in Chicago, like, as you know, uh, for two years and it was so weird getting used to it. Like, especially with my family back home, cause I've never lived like in a different time zone than my family. Um, and I have a big family and everyone lives in South Jersey. So it was so like weird getting used to the schedule and yeah, with hockey too. Um, my mom would always be like, I went to a lot of, I lived really close to the United Center. I guess like not very close. Oh, it was like a mile and a half. So we went to like a ton of games, like just for the fun of it, even though I'm not a Blackhawks fan in any regard. Um, but like my mom, like, why are you guys like already like, why are you guys going to the game? Like she was just so like out of sorts with it. She's like, should you already be there? Like it's eight o'clock. And I'm like, no, mom. <laughs> it's no, like it's so weird. Um, but and obviously I watched what there's like I feel like in hockey world, there's like not really anything going on. <laughs> I know. Um, okay, something I wanted to ask you about. Did you see Connor Carrick's TikTok with his wife? I did not. <laughs> no. It was so funny, Nikki. Oh my God. He, okay, first off, his dog is sitting in the background. Oh my God. Just gosh. staring, like just laying down, like being chill. It's the funniest thing because they're like doing this TikTok dance to this song and Hoagie's just chilling. So that's hilarious. Connor um, Carrick couldn't do any of the moves except oh for throw it back on feet. <laughs> Relatable. I love that though. The hockey booties. Like we the have- hockey booties. <laughs> I literally have been loving all the athletes joining TikTok. Like it's cracking me up. Like it's literally giving me so much life. Um on like the NBA uh scale, there's a Sixers player, Matisse Seibel. Um I'm going to have to send you his TikToks. He's also extremely adorable, if you don't know who he is. Um, he's, like, just the sweetest soul. Like, you'll see it when I send you his videos. He just, like, exudes happiness, which is something we all need. Um, but his TikToks have been, like, the best thing I've ever seen. <laughs> I love I'm that. really so in love with them. Um, it's all TikTok is so funny. It's so great. They're all just as bored as we are. It just shows that, like, we're all the same. We're all doing the same thing, just trying to get by one day at a time <laughs> slowly but yeah. surely we're all um, we're there. <laughs> it's, it is crazy um i don't want to like throw off any of the topics that we want to talk about but there was something that happened today that i think is really important that we do speak on um changing over from the lightness of the beginning of this call but um kind of just wanted to talk about what happened today with um the rangers um I don't know if, you know, if you've kind of looked into it. I know I was trying to stay off social media today a little bit, and I just kind of just was updated. Um, but Keandre Miller, he's a prospect in the Rangers organization, um, and he did a Zoom call um, for the Rangers today. And the conversation was full of uh, racial slurs. And I've just, like, my stomach has been sick ever since I've seen this. Um I I just am so disgusted with whoever thinks it's okay to say anything like that um, and someone just kind of go online and, and do their job. And this player it was going online and just trying to answer questions and was just trying to communicate and relate to the hockey community and he had to deal with that 
And I'm also really disgusted with the fact that the Rangers have not said anything. Um, it's been hours. They have not released a statement. They did not stand up for their player. They allowed the Zoom to just keep going on from what I've seen. Um, so I'm just like, I'm a little upset about that. I'm really upset about that today. Uh, yeah. Um, and it has to be said, uh, Keandre Miller is only 20. Yeah. No, I, I think he's, is he even 20 yet? Yeah, he's 20. Yeah, I just okay. checked. He turned um, 20 in January. I just like oh. not like no one should have to deal with that, but I can't imagine being that young. <sighs> I just I'm, I'm not really sick to myself over it. And that's what I'm uh, the fact that the Rangers allow some of their players to have a platform when they've continuously shown that they were um racist and sexist and they've given them a platform and given them a space to share their harmful rhetoric but they're not standing up for their player who dealt with hate today um it's just it's beyond me i mean as an organization that's just it's disgusting there's no other word for it um they need to have his back and the fact that they let the call go on and he just was you know kind of forced to sit there and answer questions that's not okay um uh, and it kind of just kind of reiterate reiterates the fact to me that like hockey is for everyone when you know it's a good selling point or they want to have a theme night but hockey is not for everyone it's a long way to go from being for everyone and I feel like the teams will do whatever is best for them but they don't really protect their players of color um or minority groups as fans and it's just it's a sad it's a sad day but it's it's sad all the time it's just when it comes to light it really just shows how what a long way we have to go it also like thinking about it thinking of people who were on that zoom call who are fans who are fans who are people of color or or like i don't know it's just every it just impacts so many people and i don't see how the rangers organization can not say anything about it um i I just don't get how they can't they aren't protecting their player like uh, uh, I feel like I don't even I haven't had time to like collect my thoughts I'm probably going all over the place here but it's like I'm just I'm just really upset and I'm really disappointed and I'm disappointed with continuously being disappointed um in the NHL and obviously I'm a white says female I have so much privilege um and I'm aware of that um I just I can't imagine how upset it would be to be um, a minority that's involved in hockey in any aspect as a reporter, as a fan, they already feel uncomfortable going to games or, or doing their job. And then something like that, it's just, it's disgusting and there's no place for it. The NHL needs to have um, more policy set in place for when things like this happen. Um, and this needs to be a wake up call because this cannot continue to happen. It cannot happen again. I just can't imagine how much hate is in someone's heart to do something like that at any time. But right now when the whole world is suffering so much that you still have that much hate to send something like that. I just am beyond me and like completely, I have no words, no words. I honestly like, it's so hard to find the words to just articulate how terrible this is and how it's a constant theme in the NHL in hockey because just not that long ago, Brandon Manning was suspended for using a racial slur on the ice. Yeah, like, <laughs> and it's something people. I feel like the NHL just pushes it under the rug. Um, you know they don't want it to be, to be a thing. I, and I get that. It's but it's gross. It is a thing that needs to be talked about and it needs to be fixed. Um, we need to protect 
people of color in hockey and in the world, not just in hockey. Um, no one deserves to hear things like that. So it's just, it's really disgusting. Um, I mean, it's 2020, y'all. <laughs> yeah, with the fucking program. Sorry, did not mean to curse, but it's just, it's frustrating. Hey, it's, um, it's a very emotional time and this is a very emotional topic. So yeah. I totally understand. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just... It's just rough. Um, I think, you know, I'm, I feel for a lot of people that have seen that today. I know that for a lot of hockey fans and especially fans of the Rangers, it's rough. It's, it's really hard. Um, I know I would be really disappointed at my organization if, if something like that occurred. So um, my heart and my thoughts are going out to that situation and I hope it's rectified as much as possible. I really like the Rangers to, um, to do something and to put their money where their mouth is as well. Um, you know, invest in some, you know, some organizations and some groups and, you know, talk is cheap. So I'd like to see them actually make some steps and stop giving people um, a platform because you know what, when they're giving their racist and misogynistic players a platform, then that makes their fans think it's okay to speak to others like that. So I mean, it kind of, it, it starts from somewhere, you know, <laughs> so, um, man, it's just, no words. Like you said, there's no way to properly articulate it. It's just awful. So switching gears now, um, I kind of wanted to talk today and not in a negative way at all, but like I wanted to talk today about our least favorite teams because last week we talked a lot about our favorite teams, which yeah. are the Ducks and the Caps. So I thought that it'd be fun if we both shared, because I think we have a least favorite team in common. Um, so yes. I want to <laughs> talk a little bit about our least favorite team today. So how about you go first? Who who are your least favorite teams in the league? Oh my gosh. Um, my two least favorite. So I feel like I've said this often. The only team that I really truly hate is the Pittsburgh Penguins. Um, that's just kind of been ingrained in me since I was little. I grew up outside of Philadelphia um my whole family is Flyers fans so I feel like I knew how to say like Sydney Crosby sucks before I even know how to like talk um <laughs> but man I date a, a Penguin fan now which is something I never thought that I would do but here we are um and it's rough because I just realized how much like actual hatred I have for that team you know like I thought oh like now that I'm dating a Pens fan maybe it'll be better nope really hate them a lot <laughs> like a lot a lot um and then I guess my second least favorite team would probably be the Golden Knights um but I don't even know if I hate them it's just I don't like them <laughs> um I really dislike Ryan Reeves a lot so that mm-hmm. leads to that um but I guess just the Penguins and that rivalry between the Pens and the Caps is so profound. So it definitely, there's just no way I could ever like them or root for them in any aspect. (laughs) But what about you? I know you're one. Yeah. So number one is the Penguins. No, no contest. I grew up, I actually was born in DC and I lived there until I was six. But my dad raised me a Flyers fan because he's from Pennsylvania. So then when I moved to the Philadelphia area when I was six, I just fit in perfectly because I already liked the Flyers, hated the Penguins. Um, And that rivalry goes back so far. And then my other 
uh, least favorite is the Boston Bruins. And I don't know why. I just really dislike that team. (laughs) I just, they're dirty. They're just not classy. And I just don't like the Bruins. I, they're my second least favorite team. Um, not nowhere near the extent of my hatred towards the Penguins, but I really dislike the Bruins too. I think so. I lived in Boston, well, not Boston, but in Massachusetts for like a very short time when I was younger. Um, but I became a huge Patriots fan. Um, my brother became a Red Sox fan. So I feel like the only reason that I don't hate the Bruins is because I have like a little bit of an allegiance to their city sports wise. Um, but I'm not a Bruins fan. So it's weird because I do strongly dislike them. But because I do like the city of Boston and their sports, and I'm, like, I'm a fan of other teams. I find it hard to like really hate them if that makes sense because like the fans overlap. <laughs> so like I have friends because I'm a Hats fan who obviously are Bruins fans. So I'm like, okay, I can't hate you. <laughs> like I don't like the team, but I don't hate it. Um, but they are a really dirty team, <laughs> like a very very dirty team. Um, yeah. So I, uh, I something I talked about on um, the podcast after this happened has nothing to do with the Devils at all. But Brad Marchand whiffing on that shootout was the oh. funniest thing that happened. <laughs> I think that was one of the best parts of this like season so far. <laughs> like that was hysterical. And then, like, all the fans that were getting, like, so upset that people were laughing. And I'm like, come on. It's funny. <laughs> like, laugh about it. I can and laugh about it. And he took to Instagram or something and was like, I still have a cup, blah, blah, blah. And everyone was, was like, no one cares. So salty. Like, you're a pro athlete. <laughs> yeah. He was, like, it was a little pro. Yeah. Um, oh, my God. Yeah. I just – I don't know. But it's funny. Like, no other team – can amount to my hatred of the penguins like and I can't even I'm not even logical with my hatred of the penguins like I try to be level-headed and like but with the pens I'm like no like I I will admit like they have talented players like obviously I'm not gonna be like Sidney Crosby sucks as an athlete like obviously he's one of the best like hockey players of all time but like I will not say nice things about him like I do not like him <laughs> I do not like him at okay. all they're like the only good thing I will have to say is I've gone to a lot of um hockey games by myself it's like very therapeutic for me I love going to games alone it's a little weird but I just love it um so I went up last year I was having like a big like change of life and I like I want to go to Pittsburgh and go to a game so I went to a Cats Pens game by myself and I had a blast and the fans were actually very educated and cordial but I feel like it's the fans online of the Pens that are like insufferable yeah like the bandwagon fan the fans that are in Pittsburgh are not that bad I will give them that um, but I feel like it's the because they're not really so much the bandwagons, the people that are from there, so they're just like the local team. But it's like the ones that move to other cities that are just the absolute worst. Yeah. No um, offense, Hunter. <laughs> My boyfriend's like, what just, the heck? <laughs> <laughs> There's some fans that are just like so we have this many cups, like yeah, we're so I, much I, yeah. because we have the cup and like stuff like that. It's like okay, get over yourself. Like congratulations. Off. Like, do you want an award? I don't know what you want. Yeah, what do you want? <laughs> <laughs> do you want a cookie? Like, yeah, like cool. Like, we're unfocused on this coming year. Um, and then that's one thing that I did. I did want to discuss like quickly. Um, like as we kind of wrap things up. Speaking of this coming year, uh, what are your thoughts on what the NHL is going to do? 
um, in regards to the remainder of the season? And also, what would you like for them to do? So I think that if things start returning back to normal and how, like, I think the president said something about 30 days starting in April. So if things start to get back to normal in May, like if we have a vaccine, if things go properly, I think the NHL should continue back up just starting in this where they were in the standings at mm-hmm. playoffs. Yeah, I I agree with that. I think that's kind of most likely going to be what happens. Um I'm just like <laughs> I keep reading reports and I'm trying not to read too much news. There's a lot of it I feel like is a lot of like fear mongering that like gives me really bad anxiety. Um, but from like the reports I've been seeing, I do get a little worried that we aren't going to get hockey back this year. I but know. I'm trying to stay positive. <laughs> like that's the last thing I want. I obviously you and I write about hockey, podcasts about hockey, hockey's great, hockey's like our everything, but also as a fan, I love watching hockey. I look forward to it after classes. I look forward to having my game on, you know? Yeah. And it's like, it's such a, it's a stress reliever. And like, I've grown up around sports and it's like, they've always been there. So when there's no sports, it's just like, it's very loud, you know, like it's very loudly quiet. If that makes sense. It's just like, it's this big like void. It's missing. And it's, it's hard. Um, so yeah, I, I just, I hope that we get some sports back and some sense of normalcy. I think it'll be really important for uh, society. You know, when America has undergone horrible things in the world, then, you know, we've been able to look to sports for comfort. Um, you know, even just like after 9-11 and those games that happened, you know, right after were just such a sense of unity. And then, you know, the Boston Marathon and, uh, you know, the first Bruins game after that happened and just kind of feeling united and, you know, being able to have something that's bigger than yourself to look forward to. I think it's important. So I do hope that sports are able to come back. And I know that obviously, you know, health and our country is more important than anything, but I really do hope that we can get some normalcy back. And um, I think that'll really help just like the people in America to start to feel a little better and just get back to normal. I completely agree. Sports have just kind of always been there. And they're such a big staple in both Canadians and North American, all of North American lives. So I think that us being able to get sports back as soon as everything's over will kind of be a, be that factor of like, okay, things are going back to normal. Things will be back to normal soon. Yeah, I agree 100%. I feel like it just, and they're kind of like sports are the glue that holds this country together. Um, yeah. So I feel like as soon as that comes back, we'll start to just feel a little bit more normal, um, which is just so important. I think that everyone's craving a little bit of normalcy right now. (laughs) I know that I am for sure. Yeah. All right, Um, Nikki, where can people find you on Twitter? I am at Nikki Giordano underscore on Twitter, uh, L-O underscore caps um, for Locked On Capitals. I'm also going to plug Pucker Up Sports as Julie and I talk about it a good bit. Um, so give Pucker Up Sports a follow and check out um, all of their chapters. Um, all the chapters are just doing a really great job. I promise I'm not tuning my own horn. I'm <laughs> tuning the horn of all the girls who are working really hard um, and Julia uh, just to get content out there and to be a positive 
um, for. So if you're looking for some hockey content um, that is written, uh, be sure to check that out. Uh, Pucker Up Sports on Instagram as well. There's been a lot of really fun templates um, and things that have been created. So uh, be sure to give those a look. Yeah, and you can find me, um, obviously, on Pucker Up Sports Philly, uh, Pucker Up Philly on Twitter. Um, and you can find me on Twitter at JK underscore Kender or Locked on Devils on Twitter. Well, thank you so much for having me. This crossover was so much fun. I love them. I look forward to them every week. Me <laughs> <laughs> too. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed this one. We'll talk to you guys on Monday. See ya. Bye.